A very wise man once said to me, where the mind goes, the body follows. It has always been this way and it will always be that way. What sense that makes. However, I imagine you probably spend more time working on your body and thinking that's your health than you do your mind. Maybe let's spend the next 20 minutes uncovering why thinking about it the other way might be more beneficial for you. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So alphas, welcome back to what is the final uh, in the, uh, the final episode in the current run of uh, CEO series or busy business leader series. This is number 10. And I wanted to wrap uh, this particular series up, I guess, by looking at things from a slightly different slant. We've I've talked through all different areas that I think uh, are useful in terms of um, optimizing the world's the life, the health of a busy business leader for better performance and, and better longevity. And why have I been doing this? Well, you know, my, my name's uh, Andy Naylor. I'm CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design and your host of the Optimal Health Podcast. And let's round up, let's do episode number 10 of the CEO series. So really, this is about overarching themes of mindset. Mindset, I think, as a word is, like, what does mindset mean? Ask yourself for a moment. What I've got a really good mindset. I mean, what the earth does that mean? It's so unquantifiable. Uh, it's like someone saying to me on a call, I, I want better health. I'm like, yeah, don't, don't we all, but what on earth does that mean? So really, I've just start, I've tried to sort of pin down, I think specifically with business leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs as well, and anybody else that this obviously fits with, five key areas, five, th- five key thoughts or mindset issues and therefore opportunities that I think we can have a little delve into. So let's go through those. So the five areas in terms of mindset that I think are a concern and therefore an opportunity, imposter syndrome, overthinking, perfectionism, workaholism, and tunnel vision. Now, there are, of course, many others. But as I was sitting thinking about, well, things that I've struggled with myself, Things that I see other uh, budding business leaders and seasoned business leaders suffer with. These, if I tried to put them into buckets, were the main areas that I think I came up with. So imposter syndrome, the idea or the feeling that someone really, I, I, I really, I shouldn't be able to do this. I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve being in this position. I don't deserve the success. I'm not great at my role. Um, I feel inadequate. I don't feel I've got enough knowledge. That leads to self-doubt, fear, failure. I think imposter syndrome is a very real thing. And I, I, I think it can come at you at different levels through your journey. Certainly the moment, you know, maybe you set up your own business and suddenly you are technically a director of a company. You're the director of a, a, you know, an incorporated company. For some people, that's like, wow, 
never, what, what am I doing here? Like, I, I, this was, you know, I was never going to get to this point. And it can feel like you're in the wrong place. And then maybe it gets to a point where you're, you know, you're leading a team of 20, 30 people. It's like, well, who, who, who am I to lead this team? Like, well, how, how have I got here? And should I be here? Imposter syndrome. The, the chances are the fact that you're there probably means you're in the right place. We'll come back to it and talk about some things that we can do. Overthinking. <laughs> this is every CEO I now know. Um, so the idea of overthinking is, uh, I, I guess, a sort of feeling of, of needing to constantly analyze, which, of course, is very much part of what we do when we're leading a business. We are analyzing everything on micro levels, macro levels all the time. But the the feeling of constantly having to analyze absolutely every decision that's made, this then actually leads to indecision and paralysis. So overthinking leads to exactly the, the, the solution that's the opposite of where we're trying to get to. Okay, it can also mean that you know business leaders are then, because they're paralyzed and they're not able to make decisions, they're then possibly missing out on opportunities or even delaying important decisions. I've certainly done that. I can think of, you know, time's not too, not too far away. And it's normally a specific area of the business where I'm like, hmm, I'm, I, and you don't realize you're overthinking until you look back, but you look at a decision, you're like, it took me way too long to make that decision. Way too long. Looking back, I could have made that decision weeks, days, hours, whatever, earlier. Overthinking. Number three, perfectionism. Uh, again, business leaders, I think it's feeling a pressure to be perfect. Um, I think it's feeling a, pres a pressure to be perfect in everything that's done, um, which again leads to that fear of failure, leads down the same path, a fear of failure, a, reluctant, a reluctancy to take risks because a risk could lead to not being perfect. Um, but then also that constant, again, leading back to overthinking, but it, it I think often leads to a, a sort of sensation of burnout, um, a huge lack of work-life balance. We are never going to be perfect. I don't think perfect actually exists because the moment if you could say this would be a perfect scenario for this thing this project this whatever it might be the moment you reach completion there's probably another level of perfect because you've learned something else or the situation has changed so we should be looking for just in the same way of our physique progress not actual perfection we should be striving towards it but we should be probably quite aware that we're actually never going to reach it so perfection Number four, workaholism. So overworking, just being a workaholic. Uh, again, business leaders feel that the, I, I think they need to work long hours. They need to be the hardest worker in the room. And I really hate that phrase um, to be successful. Um, this, of course, you know, being a workaholic, uh, it comes with the territory to a point. But does it have to? I'd probably say no, because then the work-life balance, which was a, a, a one of the, the series that we, we, I've already done, work-life balance goes completely out the window. Work-life balance goes out the window, and so does creativity and all the things that would need to be in place to be a successful business leader. Also, being a workaholic then leads to neglect in terms of personal life, and that's no good. I said at the very beginning of this series, you probably treat your business better than you treat yourself. You probably treat your business better than you treat yourself. And if you're spending way too much time working in your business, maybe being very productive, maybe being a busy fool, I don't know, maybe somewhere in the middle, but you're only here once, you're only here once. And what do you want to have achieved when you get to the end? An amazing, successful business and nothing else? 
or would you like a bit of a balance? I'd suggest most of us, when we get to the end, we would like to be able to look back and say, no, I did really damn well in a lot of things, not exceptionally well in one and everything else went to up, to, up the wall. Okay. And then the final thing is tunnel vision. This is about being maybe overly focused. Focus sounds like a great thing. I definitely know people who I think, no, that's not correct. I, I could at times be over-focused. That's only a perception looking in though, right? So that's that's just what it is. Um, but maybe maybe overly focused on the company's success. So and, and maybe overly maybe another way of putting it is overly focused, so tunnel visioned in on one particular thing to the point where other things inside the business fall apart. This is important because every business will have departments, right? That could be a sales department, it could be a fulfillment department, a lead generation department, an accounting department, a HR department, uh, a, a departments. And let's imagine one of those departments, one of those areas is a particular passion of a business leader. Well, guess where they might put too much focus into that one area? Because maybe they're really good at it. So it gives them a massive sense of self-worth. That's lovely. That's nice. That's a lovely little rainbow, isn't it? But then something somewhere else is not being focused on. So tunnel vision into the wrong places, I think is, is can be really dangerous. Alphas. I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. So let's now go back through those. Um, and see if we can maybe highlight when to understand when these things are happening and what can be done about it. So we go back to imposter syndrome. So um, the first thing you want to try and do is recognize the symptoms. Uh, I think the first step to overcoming imposter syndrome is to recognize symptoms. Uh, if you are experiencing self-doubt, feeling like a fraud in the wrong place, um, being excessively self-critical, um, acknowledge that those things are happening because it's not normal. We, we should be appraising ourselves. On a regular basis, yes. But being massively self-critical, where do you think that's going to leave you? Feeling good about yourself and able to make decisions? No. So understand and recognize symptoms. Then try and reframe negative self-talk, which is really difficult to do, but can be done. So so imposter syndrome is you negatively self-talking yourself out of the position that you're in. I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. I, that's negative. You're just you're you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be there. You're, that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy eventually. Okay, so you've got to reframe that. Um, turn turn negative self-talk into something positive. How you do that is entirely up to you. You could easily you could easily look at ed, nearly any situation that's placed in front of you and go, okay, look, this thing has happened. I feel this way, but here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's how I'm going to change that 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 negative feeling and thought into something far more positive. It's not going to be easy, but that's what I'm going to do. Just learn to reframe things. It's like saying, oh man, 
it's raining outside and oh how depressing that's like yeah but the garden's going to grow well isn't it like it's as simple as that it can be a bit silly it can be fun why should it not be um seek support finding the support of mentors colleagues friends people around you who will have known your journey know you know you as an individual probably know just damn well how hard you've worked to get where you are those people will be able to reframe your mind when you're negatively self-talking and telling yourself you shouldn't be there they're going to be able to say to you really you don't think you should be here look at what you've done to achieve it look at what you've sacrificed look at how well you're doing sometimes it takes just a pet talk from someone else to realign you and then quite simply also focus forward focus on learning and growth so if you're not sure that you should be where you are right now well, then go and start doing things that make you feel like you should be. In other words, improve your knowledge base, improve your learning, improve your skills. You'll very quickly feel like you're in the right place. I think also you know, celebrate having achieved things. Um, you know, so again, if you feel that you're not in the right place and then suddenly you know, something happens that's great, business succeeds in something, celebrate that. It's only going to bolster your positive feelings of being in the right place. Okay. Number two uh, was overthinking. So... Uh, I think, again, with overthinking, which I, I definitely do at times, I definitely know people that do, try, it's, it's about ring-fencing your thoughts. So the first clear thing here is set clear goals. If you don't have clear goals in a direction, you'll overthink absolutely everything, okay? So set clear goals. Your business should have clear goals in, in, terms, of, in terms of how it delivers its service, what it does, what the expectation of that is. Revenue, of course, and marketing strategy, everything. Every business has all those elements. Set clear goals because they will also, they will also uh, put your thoughts into the right places and energy on what's most important, okay? So that stops you overthinking a whole bunch of stuff because you get to focus on the things that matter. Uh, number two here, practice uh, mindfulness. The easiest way to settle your mind is to meditate, basically. Box breathing and meditation are two of the strongest things, and I've spoken about them mold many, many times through this whole podcast, um, through the whole show. But I think also certainly through the, the CEO series, I cannot really probably get across in words just how profoundly important and impactful and useful that just mindfulness practice, 10 to 15 minutes a day, will create the space between the, the symptom, the thought, the stress, whatever it might be in your reaction. So if you want to stop overthinking, you need to learn, I'm not going to say to control your mind, but maybe empower your mind. Your mind is like a muscle. It is there to be trained and worked and harnessed, just like you would with your muscles, your body, your mind, where the mind goes, the body follows. Where the mind goes, the body follows. So why not spend a bit more time working and nurturing your mind? Mindfulness practice is the best way to do that. Um, Again, in, in terms of overthinking, get input from others. Okay, same with imposter syndrome. Get external input. That will really help. Also, with overthinking, set yourself time limits. I forget the name of this, and many people will be able to tell me what it is. There is a, a law, a, a, a sort of written thing that says, you, you, will, you will fill the time that you give to a task with the task. Okay, it's a principle. I forget the name. I think it begins with a P. Go and look it up. But basically, if you say, I have a task and I have an hour to do it, you'll take an hour, probably. I have a task and I have three hours to do it. You'll take three hours. You'll just fill the space with the task. Okay, so um, set yourself very clear time limits. 
know how long it's taken you to do a task in the past and set literally use your phone and um, set timers. If you have a task, you're like, okay, I'm going to set myself 20 minutes to do this. And you turn everything else absolutely off. You'll just focus for 20 minutes on that thing. Okay. Then you can, you're not overthinking about all the other stuff that you think you should be doing because you have one task and one thing to be doing. You can get after it. Um, I think simply taking action can help with overthinking. Thinking is great. In fact, I spend more time now thinking and trying to come up with ideas and thoughts than I have done in the past, but it's creative and it has a point to it. If you allow that to overflow, you, all you're doing is thinking and actually implementing nothing. It, think and implement quickly. It will keep you with the feeling of moving forward and not stagnating and being paralyzed and overwhelmed and you know just not getting things done. Take action. Okay. So number, what was next? Number three, I think, perfectionism. Again, some of these things are now starting to roll over. So recognize the negative effects. The first step, I think, to overcoming perfectionism is to rec recognize the effects that you will be doing it, probably. And it's leading you to unrealistic expectations, probably procrastination, burnout, lack of, you know, lack of sort of Work-life balance again. You need to recognize when you see these things happen. This can be really difficult. Um, if you are a perfectionist, and I think many people like to think that they are, if you truly are, you probably know that it's a bit of a curse because you may, be, you may have the thought process of, I can't do this to perfection, so why should I do it at all? Does that sound like it's smart? I cannot do this perfectly, so why should I do it at all? Well, you're going to do nothing then, aren't you? It's like saying I'm all or nothing, which is a phrase that I, oh, I hate it. I'm, I'm all or nothing, Andy. Right, okay, so that means you're waiting for the perfect scenario, the perfect situation to do something, which never exists. So chances are you're nothing more than all, okay? So uh, I think making sure that you are aware of that is really useful. So again, with perfectionism, setting realistic goals. Again, set yourself a realistic goal, not a, a perfectionist goal purposefully set the goal under perfection go after that um again focus on progress not perfection focus on progress not because every time you see a step forward in progress you are technically getting closer to whatever your feelings and perception of perfection are so you are moving forward okay sometimes also learn to delegate if you can delegate something to a trusted team member a colleague you can then prioritize time to work on other things that maybe you can get closer to perfection on, whatever that means. If you've got 10 things in front of you at a high level and you try and do them all to perfection, you'll do nothing. If you can get seven or so of those delegated away where someone else can really focus on them, leaving you three things, leaving you three high priority, high priority tasks to go after, you've got a fair chance, a much better chance of getting closer to your perception of perfection. Embrace failure. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Uh, failure, failure is literally the path to success um, on every level. If you're scared of failure, you won't try. If you're scared of failure, you won't try. Um, again, like all of these, seek feedback. Um, people around you will know if you're a perfectionist, probably before you do. Um, so again, have trusted people around you. We are the sum total of the five people around us, apparently. Go and ask those people. Do I tend to procrastinate waiting for perfection? And they'll be like, do you get all the time? Or actually, no, I don't think that you do. I think you, get, I think you crack on and get work done. Go and ask them. Work, uh, being a workaholic. 
Uh, I think, again, again, simple things here. Set yourself clear boundaries, which is really, really, really difficult for anyone, certainly with an online business. Setting boundaries for an online business is really challenging because it follows you everywhere. But set yourself clear boundaries, whether that be um, I will only spend certain times of the day doing certain tasks, checking emails, checking phone, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a by a certain point in the day, all of my communication channels are turned off. Set yourself a boundary and fucking well stick to it. Again, delegate stuff. You can't, as your business grows, whatever level or wherever you are for your business, you'll know this. As your business grows, you can't do everything. Yes, you will have, if you were the, if you were the sole person in your business at the beginning, you'll have very particular ways in which you want to do things. It will always be like that. But then you're just getting in the, the way of your own business. You will then be the reason your business stalls, fails, doesn't grow, doesn't perform, whatever it might be, because you have to learn to let go of things. But there's a, a, a way in which you're able to do that so that you find the right people, you delegate wisely, you do it properly. So therefore you have peace of mind that things are getting done correctly, but then you're allowed, you can then set yourself boundaries and focus on the things that are most important. Um, in terms of take breaks, <laughs> that sounds really obvious. If you're a workaholic, take breaks. Uh, I definitely, I don't know if I would class myself as a workaholic. I don't know. It's an interesting, I, I wouldn't know. I would need to seek the advice of someone around me. I do know that I work every day, but I don't really call it work. I don't know what the term work means because what I do doesn't feel like work to me. I'm lucky, I guess. I'm happy to work any day and pretty much at any time. Um, however, um, with my wife being over here with me at the moment, we've definitely spent more time being away from work and spending time together. And interestingly, I've then found that my working time has, guess what? Yes, become far more productive. So I've worked less time, but I've become more productive, more creative. I've implemented because one, well, I know I've got less time to do it. So I've just fitted, I've, you know, I've fitted the task into the time, but also my mind has become a lot clearer. I've been able to make decisions clearer and quicker. I've become more successful, essentially. And again, as, as with all of these, go and seek support. Ask the people around you. They're around you for a reason. Hmm, do you think I'm a workaholic? Now, there's a perception on that because what one person's workaholic is not the same to someone else's. That's something to consider. And the same with perfectionism, the same with overthinking. What someone else considers to be those things might not be. So ask a few people. Get the, ask a few people, divide it by the number, get an average. Okay, and I think on to um, probably what was the final, I think the final one, like tunnel vision. So this is, this is, I think this is, you know, really for me, it's when you, again, you've got maybe multiple areas within the business and you're just focusing on one of them. I've definitely done this. And I'm sure I'll do it again in the future where I've got really focused on one thing and something's broken. Now, the reality in the business is something's always breaking. Don't think that it's not. <laughs> we have a phrase which is nothing's ever fixed. Nothing's. It's like saying I've just got myself into amazing, great shape. Right? Do you just want to do whatever you want to do? No. You've got to put in the 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 the, the habits, the behaviours, the lifestyle, the strategies. You've got to stay there. It's kind of the same with running a business. Nothing's ever fixed. Something's going to break all of the time. And if you're focused only on the one thing that maybe you love to do, it's your passion. Maybe may, maybe you know. For example, in my business, maybe I was focused, you know, only on the coaching side of the business because I'm a coach at heart. But now what about all the other technical areas of the business that now allows us to coach the many people that we do at the level that we do around the world? 
if I didn't focus on the other areas and have to get let go a little bit of coaching, in other words, the amount of people I coach is very, very low. Um, you know, if I decided, no, oh, I'm going to coach as many people as I want, well, then I'd be focused on coaching. It would take up more of my time. I'd be tunnel visioned into that and marketing falls apart and accounts fall apart and sales and lead gen and all the other areas are like, Andy, hi, can we have a bit of your time, please? We have some problems. So tunnel vision can be a bit of a problem. <laughs> seek advice from others go and find you know ask people if you've got um direct reports coming into you who you trust them and they understand the business and have been around a while maybe they've you know maybe they feel neglected maybe their department feels neglected maybe you know a little bit of feedback from them would help sometimes taking a step back and appraising yourself and maybe working out where you spend most of your time that will help you understand whether you are tunnel visioned into one particular thing. As a business leader, you need to have a growth mindset, and that doesn't come from working on one um, one particular area of the business. It comes on fixing the one that's working the least, yeah? Fixing the one that's working the least, and then going to the next one that's working the least. And if you keep fixing the area that's working the least, it's the same with, it's the same with you know, getting a physique. You work on the area that you're weakest. Maybe that's your nutrition. Maybe that's your rest, recovery, sleep hydration, whatever, you find the area that is your weakest link and you go fix it. Same with running a business. But then you're not then tunnel visioned into one place. You're moving your focus to where it is needed. So really, that's my that's my thoughts. That's my little list that I, I'd sort of put together. It's really with the overarching thought that where your mind goes, your body follows. At the end of the day, if we're looking to improve our health, our longevity, our wellness, our ability in our business, we know that our health, we know that our physique, our body is a driver of all of that. And I definitely know some people um, who spend a huge amount of time working on their body. <laughs> I've been one of those people. But then we're neglecting, well, we could be neglecting another a, a number of other areas. But I, I think certainly our ability to use the most powerful thing that we've got, and that is not our body, I would suggest it's our mind our ability to freely think and be creative and use initiative. And if we nurture those things, we become better on probably every level. And so then, therefore, we go back to the beginning. What is mindset? It's an unquantifiable thing, but I've hopefully given you just five areas that maybe one of those resonated with you. Maybe one, yeah, Andy, that's exactly me. Well, then go and take a step back or delegate or do a bit of self-appraising or whatever it is that would work for you to help you in that area. And that will be growth and ultimately future-proofing you and your business and your health and your family and, and, and. So there we go. Thanks, Alphas. Uh, that concludes, for the moment, I would say the CEO series there's a high chance I'll come back around and do this again, and maybe we'll jump into some other topics. But if you've just jumped in on this one, there are 10 previous episodes of the CEO series and probably 40 or 50 episodes before that. Please go back and have a listen. And as always, if you've enjoyed, well, if you're still here, thank you very much. And if you've enjoyed this particular episode and the series, and you think that you know someone who you know, might benefit from any of the, the ramblings that I come out with them, please do share it with them, you know, spread that around. Um, I think it's a, it's a lovely thing to to share information. People share information with me a lot. Like, Andy, I've listened to this podcast. You'd be, it's right up your street. Go and have a listen to it. I love that. I think it's always cool. Um, so thank you very much. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Out for now.
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.